Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. My funny valentine. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. No, I thought you were going to do the... Brain injured valentine. (laughs) You make me smile. With my heart. It's that time of the year when people are talking about love. So we're talking about dating post-brain injury with Octavia Burrell. Boom, intro done. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Narrow Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good on, <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Every week, running theme here. Very special episode with me today, live and not in person, because that'd be really weird. I don't live in Chicago. Is my dear friend Octavia. What's going on, Octavia? Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Are you kidding me? I am so excited that I actually get to we we that you carved out a little bit of time to talk to this idiot over here. So, and what are we going to be talking about today? Tis the seat, not even the the season. Tis the month for love right. and connection and dating post-brain, not post-brain injury, but you <laughs> are dating post-brain injury. It's Valentine's Aww. Day month, and Octavia and I are going to be talking about dating and connection post-brain injury, which is something I don't really know a whole hell of a lot of. I have been in a monogamous, I have to stress that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have been in a yeah. solo relationship with, with my, like, just us two for... 12 years now so i don't i don't know what dating is i I don't even know okay i'm gonna go into a whole different thing but yeah so that's where i'm coming from in this so you are gonna enlighten me Uh, so uh, so i don't know what it's like to date with a brain injury i know what it's like to be with someone have your brain injury and then continue to be with them which uh, in Mm -hmm. our community is very rare it's normally like oh you have brain injury i'm gonna go which sucks yes sadly yes really thankful for that you on the other hand you have had you 
And then he has brain injury. And then you're like, okay, now I got to date people. And now I have a brain injury. So I would love to hear what it's like. First off, dating as a single woman, because I don't know what that's like either. <laughs> and then dating as a single woman after a brain injury. Like, are, are is it the same? I know it's not any easier, but like how much more difficult is that? Well, before I get into that, I just want to explain for your audience, if they don't know, kind of my backstory and how I came to be a part of this community. So in 2012, I had an ABM hemorrhage in the left thalamus of my brain. I was 24 years old. I had just gotten, gotten accepted into a graduate program in St. Paul, Minnesota, and had moved to Minneapolis to work and, and go to school when it happened. Um, I also happened to be at that time single. And so after it happened, I moved back home to Iowa and I did um, rehab, radiation therapy. I was on disability for three months. And then after that three months, I ended up moving back to Minneapolis again. And so this is where my my dating journey began, which shouldn't have because I started dating almost immediately after I returned to Minneapolis, which uh, hindsight was a mistake. That I was in no like, position to, yeah. It seems like a really bad idea. I was in no idea. position to be dating. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. I was in a very vulnerable position having mm -hmm. just dealt with a life-changing event, right? Um, for some reason, I felt it was necessary to get back into the scene. And at the time, if you remember back to 2012, I'm not sure if Tinder was out yet, but I was using OkCupid. I think Tinder may have came the year after in 2013. Mm -hmm. So I was still on OkCupid back then. And just having gone through the experience I went through with my brain injury and getting back into the game, it, it wasn't a good look. I wasn't ready I was in a really, really vulnerable space. Yeah. And so letting people into my sphere at that time, it just, it was very, very difficult for me to do that. So, you know, this goes into my, the first thing I want to tell your listeners is if you're going to do the dating stuff, you really have to start with yourself and make sure that you have a good understanding about what you're interested in, what you're looking for in a partner. And you have to feel good about um, your positioning with your disability or your injury or whatever the case may be. Right. For me, I wasn't there. And that was a, a definite hard lesson for me to learn. All those then. all those alarms going off in the background, that's specifically because they're like, hey, that's dating way too early after brain injury. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It, it took me it took me some time. But like one of the biggest lessons I've had to learn with my injury is just becoming comfortable with the fact and idea that it happened. Right. Oh, yes. It happened. It yeah. sucks. But you have to come to a place of acceptance about it. How, um, how, long, going... how long did that take you to get to that point of acceptance? To be honest, a lot of us, it takes years, decades exactly. sometimes. And sometimes, unfortunately, exactly. a lot of us, we never get to that point. So at what point was it? Was it early in recovery, kind of during the middle? Were you like, hey, I have to, I fought it. I fought it for the first couple of years. Yeah. I couldn't even yeah. say out loud that I had a stroke. I couldn't say that for my first year of recovery because I would just break down and fall apart. So it took me a while to hit that point of acceptance. When did you, when do you feel that you've hit that point of acceptance? It definitely took a few years and I'm still working through some aspects of the acceptance and recovery of it. It's not a, it's not a, a once it's not a one shot thing. You know what I mean? Like sometimes right. you're in it and sometimes you fall back, but I started dating again on a more serious 
in a, on a more serious level. And I felt mm-hmm. good about that probably like maybe almost two years after mm-hmm. the fact. Okay. And I didn't start as just, it wasn't just, I'm going to date now. It was more or less, how can I, I've gone through rehab. It's been like a year and a half since it happened. How can I, how can I build a community for myself here in Minneapolis? How can I discover more things, interesting things about myself and the type of person that I want to be? And so it was like this slow maneuver into going to yoga classes and dance classes. It was very slow. Before I even really started dating, it was like, let me reintroduce myself to myself. That (laughs) is the most adult thing I think any of us can do. And to be honest, I don't think people who are married have ever done that. You know, that's why there's a lot of issues in marriage Mm -hmm. because you weren't comfortable with yourself before you decided Mm -hmm. to latch on to somebody else. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That the year that I had my stroke and that dating experience taught me, you know what, maybe it's time for you to take a step back, rewind, let's recalibrate and go into 2013, 2014 with a new sort of view and outlook. And uh, it, it was, it was slow. It was very yeah. slow for me. Right. I wanted to make sure that I was doing things that would help me heal. So not only am I participating in like community events and activities just slowly, but also, you know, finding a, a really good therapist and getting involved in that. Yes. You are hitting yes. all the right points. <laughs> yes. Cause I mean, before you start yes. to do this stuff, like I just said before, before you get into this game, because it, it really is a game and the streets are crazy <laughs> these days, you really have to be centered in self right. to be able to, to handle everything that is being thrown at you. It took a lot of time and sort of working through issues that I had with myself and other experiences that I was going through to get to a um, a safe enough place where I felt like, okay, I can actually date this time for real. Right. So it, it took a while, but I got there. I, I, I got to tell you early on, like your first few dates so soon after a brain injury, I do not feel envious for those dudes. Like mm. that must have been very uncomfortable and awkward for both sides. Because yeah. I, I I know what it's like after a brain injury. I don't really I didn't really know who I was for the first at least two years. Mm-hmm. After year one, it was like, okay, this is what this is. After year two, I'm like, okay, I'm much more comfortable in my own brain. Cause I feel like, you know, we kind of lose a portion of ourselves and we evolve to what we are now. I wasn't ready for that evolution. But then like yep. around year two, I'm like, okay. I'm going to be able to make it. And then I started connecting with other people, you know, Mm -hmm. in the brain injury community that understood what I was going through. I cannot imagine going out on a date with somebody to like, because when you're, when you date anyone, even if it's just, Hey, would you like to go for coffee? If there's like a mutual interest with the other party, there's a certain connection there, right? There's a certain energy. That energy must've been so wild between the brain injured person, the recently brain injured person who still isn't a hundred percent comfortable and understanding of who you are. <laughs> and then this random dude who's just like, Hey man, I, <laughs> I just wanted to have a good time. Right. Right. And so at the time I was still dealing a lot with like aphasia. So my speech was a little bit off. And then, and then I had a, um, 
a hard time just like processing information and remember. So, you know, I'm going into this situation with someone who doesn't know what happened to me right. and I'm meeting them as I am and I'm not, you know, healed. You're and not so firing on all cylinders Exactly, at all. exactly. So it's, it just becomes an awkward, like you said, an awkward situation for both parties. And there, there are points in times when I went out with men and I would tell them off top what happened, which is, right. it's a little too much. It's too much for a first date. Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. Oh, my God, um, Octavia, that is heavy information. I know. I know. <laughs> I trust, my mother was like, what are you doing? But yeah, hey, telling people look, that I, right I'm glad I'm glad you did, though. I am. I am glad. Now, as difficult as it is, it's a lot easier to be like, hey, by the way, I had a brain injury. It's a weird it's a weird first line. Right. But you know, what's even weirder talking to somebody and then gibberish coming back, sure, talking to sure, somebody sure, and sure, losing sure. words because it's like, what who what is going on with this person? You know, not that there's anything wrong with you, but clearly you're slightly off. Right. Right. It's nice right. to know ahead of time that you were like, hey, I had a brain injury. And if the other side can't deal with that, hey, that's not your person. No, I, I totally get that. I think my rationale for doing that in the beginning was just to ensure that if I'm out with somebody and something happens, yeah. God forbid, you know, that they have an awareness about what is happening. Right. That was my rationale at the time. But I, I do understand both sides and, and, and opening myself up to that sort of to strangers making myself that vulnerable right. i mean it's pretty that's pretty risky when you're meeting you know a stranger as a woman <laughs> going into this like all look all, all if you just think about dating it's scary it's very it scary i'm i'm old school look you think this is platinum streaks that i have in my beard no it's grays i'm an older dude right i there were no apps when i was dating mm -hmm. you know before i was in my 12 13, 11, whatever, F forever relationship. I actually had to grow this personality because I didn't mm -hmm. have buttons to hit and, and backspace. Oh no. Or uh, unsend. I didn't have any of those options. I had to kind of like actually talk to people to allow, you know, that, that that's how I was able to connect. You know, I had to, uh, out of evolution, I evolved this personality. It wasn't very easy. That was strange in and of itself, talking to people. Now you can meet and connect with people online without ever seeing them until you see them at this place. Mm -hmm. It's scary. The whole idea and thought sends shivers down my spine sometimes, specifically also because I was raised by all women. Mm -hmm. So I know how shitty it is for you guys. Like <laughs> I understand me again. I never had a male influence in my life until I was like an adult. So like I was raised a hundred percent by women. I am a sweetheart and I'm disgusting. You know what I mean? Like I am a really, really nice guy and I'm gross. I can only imagine the stuff that you guys have to deal with. I don't envy you. So not only that, you're dealing with this stuff with a brain injury so early on, even when you decided to put in that work and acceptance kicked in, you're still trying to figure it out. You're yes. still trying to figure out your day to days what is life, work, connections, friendships, like, and on top of that, you're trying to, you know, your romantic life, hey, I have to, you know, like, I'm going to start dating, I'm going to do this. That is all overwhelming. How, how were you able to do 
any of this, let alone all of it? That's a really good question. So I think when I took it upon myself to create a system or steps to kind of reintroduce myself into society, society, quote unquote, that helped me and being confident enough to get out there and meet people romantically. So when I'm when I'm taking acting classes, when I'm going to local meetup events, all of this, talking to people and networking, that's really putting me in the headspace, in the position to go out on dates. Because I wouldn't do that first. I would start with, let's go to a, a community yoga class. Let's go to a meetup event. The 20s and 30s group in Minneapolis was popping back in the day. I would say to myself, look, you don't have to stay the whole time. Just go, go for a half hour, have a drink. Then the next time I'd be like, okay, go for 45 minutes, have a drink and talk to somebody, just one person, and then you can leave. And so it just taking the steps and, and making building blocks for myself to move up and forward was how I got more and more comfortable with the idea of presenting myself in front of someone who could potentially be a partner for me. And let me tell you, my best dating years were 2014 and 2015 when I lived in Minneapolis. Okay. They were so fun. Oh my God. I learned so much about myself as a person, as a woman, what I like, what I don't like, what I'm interested in, what I'm not going to put up with. I learned a lot from those two years of just meeting people and going out and going dancing and having all of these different kinds of experiences. That's the part of me and my experience that I would never um, take back or give give back again or go back and re- like I I love that I love that I got to experience that. So, so so do I. Do you think that that period of time? Do you think that was when you were finally? Not, now we're never one hundred percent healed. We're like no. I always say we're like a a, a recovering alcoholics. Yeah. You can never have a drink the rest of your life. You're still an alcoholic. Yep. You're just recovering. So we're we can never have another issue in our life. We will forever be brain injury survivors, recovering from our brain injuries. Right. So do you think it was at that point where you were just like, hey, I have recovered, like I'm on another level. So like I'm now functional, like more functional than I've ever been. Or do you think it was just the situation, that patch in time? Do you think it was the city? Do you think it was where you were in your life? Like what made that time so special? I was really committed to my own recovery. I had, you know, tried the dating thing. Like I said before, like right after I had my stroke, it was a bad experience. I was committed to figuring out ways to become functional, to become better. I I remember at the beginning of 2013, I said, you know what, 2013 is gonna be my year. I'm gonna write it down. I whiteboarded my goals for the year and just took steps to reach every single one of them. I was just, I was ready for it. It it was something for me that clicked that was like, I'm not gonna sit and wallow in this shit anymore. Mm -hmm. I gotta get out and do something with it. I understand that this happens, it's shitty, And I'm still, you know, I'm still healing from it, but, you know, I'm in my twenties. I'm in a a, a major metropolitan area. I want to get out and explore. I'm 25. I mean, I don't want to spend the rest of my twenties sulking. Right. So I had to light a fire under my own ass and get moving for myself, for myself. I did it for me. I, 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 I love that you're literally you're hitting all the right points. So anybody who who's listening here, take that advice. You know, look, there's these videos that go on like you see them. It's like nobody's going to get you out of bed. You and you know what? The reality is all of this is you. You have to take these steps. You have to be the one to be like, hey, I want to break this cycle. I want to do something different. I want to be better. So 
when it comes to dating in particular, do what Octa- you have done some of the most amazing self work I've heard any survivor do. You've taken the time to figure out who you are, make sure you're doing the things for you, what works for you, not settling. Mm-hmm. That just blows me away. And I think everybody should do that. Um, I do have a question though. When you were single, when you were like, well, you're, you're single, but I think you're, I don't want to say happily single. I think you're comfortable, comfortable. You're not uncomfortable. Like I need me a man. Like, I don't think that's what you have right now. I think when it happens, it happens. Or am I reading that wrong? No, I, so I'm comfortable single, but I think mm-hmm. because, so I am about to be 34 at the end of this month. So I'm, for me, I'm getting to a space in my life where it's like, I do want to find true partnership. Right. I've learned a lot over the past 10 years. Cause I, started dating as an adult outside of a a college campus in 2012. And before then I was in a relationship with my college boyfriend and I've had like relationships here and there. I was in a one year relationship um, that ended in October, but I, yeah, I know. Right. And so I'm, I'm in a, a better space, more matured space where I want to find something real for the long term. A one-year relationship. Octavia, I have no idea who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Right. A lot of people actually did not know that because I didn't didn't really talk a lot about that online. Um, The people who needed to know, know. You're right. Um, right. Apparently, I'm not one of those people. (laughs) Right. right. I mean, we're not together anymore, but it was um, an eye-opening experience for me to have that because I did not have or had not had a quote-unquote long-term relationship in a long time. I just had a series of like small, you know, like little situationships. I think a lot of people can relate to that too. Right. You Um, you were uh, emotionally going from apartment to apartment and you ended up in a home for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can can I ask a question, not to dig too deep, but like, did it end amicably? It did. So we had a very unique setup in that our relationship, you know, was under the umbrella of the pandemic. And I was temporarily in Iowa to check on my family. And I ended up staying for a year. And he knew sort of the parameters of the relationship. And I had the idea of wanting to leave Iowa, you know, as soon as things got better for my family. And they did. And so I moved. And he knew that. And I knew that. And, you know, we're, we're both we're both better for it, right? It was a great relationship. I have, I have no, no real qualms about it, but you know, we, we had to wrap it up and you're like four separate two, ways. two ships passing in the night. That, that's <laughs> funny know? because that's our, he, that's what he said. He's like, we're really just like two ships passing in the night. Hey, and if there wasn't any issue and if there was something there, I always say this to everybody, if it's meant to be, it shall come to be right. Sure, yeah. You know, one yes. of my really good friends had his uh, childhood love literally childhood i think they were like seven when they they met and they're getting married and this is like 35 years later which i'm like wow that's 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 amazing it was and again he was a little bit of a hoe i'm not gonna lie he was (laughs) he's like hey i'm trying to enter as many people as possible and he did (laughs) but they finally got to a point where they connected on the same level and they wanted the same things it was the right time and, and it worked out you know um, mm-hmm. he is the exact opposite of what you were doing. He didn't do any of the self work. He mm-hmm. just went from person to person, to person, to person, mm-hmm. which was, that's not really good. I think dating yourself is really, really important. It I, is. I, I really think that's important because you have to know who you are 
before you can allow anybody else to figure out you can't figure it out on the way you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you have to learn how to drive before you get behind the wheel of a car so yes. i i want to make sure i know who who i am and i i love that you did that it's not easy i'm it's not gonna not. say it's easy and the self-work is not done. It's something that's continual. But mm-hmm. I think through the experiences I've had, you you end up learning about yourself through, I don't want to say maybe practicing with other people. Like you're bouncing off of the things that you've learned off of other people, yes. right? So yep. you've learned this then about yourself. Well, let's test and see if this actually works. Can I really can I am I in a space where I can defend myself in times of need if there's conflict in a relationship can I handle it maturely as the person that I'm dealing with somebody that can handle it maturely you know like as you gain all of these relevations about yourself there is the need to practice that Mm -hmm. in real time with real people to see if you've got the lesson like is this something that I'm that I can do Right. Hey, it, it's like recovery, right? Like when you're learning how to walk again, right? I, I, I was in bed for weeks and I didn't walk. So I kind of learned how to walk again. I got to walk with a cane. I don't want to use it, but I had to. And then at a certain point, it's like, okay, I'm going to test without the cane. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to test out in public with people. It's this mm-hmm. thing you have to figure out. You kind of have to push your boundaries a little bit, but you can't mm-hmm. always do it by yourself. You have to have somebody to bounce that off of, you know? Exactly. And yeah, the, the, the maturity, that's, that, that's a huge, that's, that's huge. You know, it you need somebody huge. to be able to take stuff in and, and be there on the same level and understand that that's, that's not a give me that's, that that's no. not something that everybody has in no. them, you know? And also a lot of uh, personality quirks, you don't find out with people until you've actually talked to them for months, if not years. Exactly. So it's, it's, uh, I, again, I don't really envy you Octavia, but it's fun to watch <laughs> the journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been quite the journey. Um, another thing that I learned a lot through this process is just to not take rejection so personal and it's hard because it feels personal, but like you have to understand that not everyone is going to be interested in you and you're not going to be interested in everyone you meet. And that is okay. I think that's fine. As long as there's you know, the problem comes when people are disrespectful to each other. You right. can be, you can say, you know what? It was nice meeting you, but I just don't think this is going to work out without right. being an asshole. Just don't be a dick. <laughs> right. Seriously. Right. Like, hey, there's no my need for that. For it's so unnecessary. Like, <laughs> come on. Are you normally the rejector or the rejectee? We can be honest here. That's a really good question because I've been on both sides. Right. You know what I mean? Usually the rejecter. Okay, I was about to say, I was like, I think we all have, but I would say you would be, because let's just be completely honest of how I feel about you, right? First off, visually, you're beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, spiritually, like you are on on point. You're very smart. You're very articulate. You're very funny. Like you are a catch, right? So I don't see too many dudes out there being like, "Mm, nah. I do see you going like, yeah, no, I do see that. I do see you being the rejector significantly more often than the reject rejected. Yeah. I mean, there's, I am, there are certain things that I'm looking for mm-hmm. in a partner and in this dating process for men and women, if you want something serious, you have to vet yeah. you, the way that you date has to change. There's no, I'm not going to talk to you for five minutes a day, two days, and then decide to, to go out with you. We need to have a conversation. Let's talk. Let's get on the FaceTime. Let's get on the phone. If I, I live in Chicago, <laughs> living here, and I don't have a car, that means I have to travel far 
by public transit or an Uber. I have makeup. It's expensive. If I'm going to get dressed in my clothes and put on makeup and travel to see you, it better be worth it. So we need to handle the basics right off top before I even get out of bed. And that's just me being real. I'm 33 years old. I'm not playing games with you guys. And I, yes. I did yes. that in my 20s and it was fun. And those experiences were fun. That's what your 20s are for. Just to right. like understand yourself and meet lots of different people and you can do the same in your 30s too i guess it just depends on where you're at right but you put in the early work so you don't have to do it now you know you struggled early on to where it's like hey now i know what i don't want this is what i want there are people still trying to figure that out so i love that you're like hey this is a process this is a physical and emotional a financial and a spiritual there's a cost that comes with this you know and it has to work for you it can't you can't just be giving this stuff out also energetically like after Mm -hmm. a brain injury everything takes bandwidth everything listen amen like (laughs) it it really does i know for myself just as a survivor and as somebody who's introverted Mm -hmm. people can be very draining to me so i have to be cognizant of where i'm putting my energy in terms are you an introvert Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm you like don't an scream introvert. introvert. Well, I'm, I can be extroverted when it's time to be extroverted. You know what I mean? Right. It's like yeah. when it's time to handle business, I can turn it on. But Are you finding it hard to recover at home after stroke? Find out if Modus Nova can help you by taking their free online assessment at modusnova.com slash the neuronerds. If you haven't heard of Modus Nova, they make devices to help folks with a brain injury like stroke regain the use of their affected limbs. For example, the Modus Hand is an AI-powered robotic exoskeleton that helps users do exercises and play games, similar to the way an occupational or a physical therapist might manipulate the limb. It helps survivors get into thousands of repetitions they need to form new neural pathways. It can assist with hand movements or resist them to provide a personalized exercise experience. If this sounds like something you want to try, visit modusnova.com slash theneuronerds to learn more. Use special code THENEUROnerds when you sign up and get a month free with the 30-day challenge. Just visit modusnova.com slash theneuronerds to get started. Neuronerds. For the oh, most part, the I like term, to be... The omnivert. So you're okay. like, I, I'm apparently an omnivert where I'm okay. actually an introvert. I would rather just be home. Literally, I'm wearing a shirt that says if it involves pants, I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> so, but when I'm out, it's like, oh... I am this. I am constantly this. But the reality is I would rather just be, you know, at home with my dog chilling out. Right. Mm -hmm. That's uh, you. On the other hand, I'm like, oh, I see you as a very social person. Again, you have you have a very I don't don't, want to put in a weird way. You have a powerful personality. Like when (laughs) when you walk into a room now, I've never walked into a room with you. I've only spoken to you uh, this way. And I've I've seen, you know, we're, we're like online homies. Right. You have a presence about you where it's like, oh. That's that's somebody right there. Like you have this presence. So I don't see that presence as like, oh, that's somebody who likes to spend a lot of time alone. I that I just did that doesn't like come off of you for me. Yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot. I I am somebody who uh takes a lot of time to introspect. I spend a lot of time by myself. Mm-hmm. Um I like having my own space. I come out when I'm ready to come out or when it's time to come out. But You're like a groundhog. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, I just like to chill. Like, really, I can be very, very much a chill type of person. I think it is right. surprising for a lot of people yes. when they when they they see me and they get to know me. Then they they understand. Oh, you really are quiet. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I am quiet around you. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's that, that's great. I just I I can't tell you how much I appreciate the self work that you've put mm-hmm. in. It's so important. It's something I didn't even know was a thing while I dated. I didn't even yeah. know any of this stuff was a thing. I was already with, with Felice when I started figuring out all this stuff. The first time I went to therapy was after my brain injury. And I was already comfortably with Felice for, you know, half a decade. It, it's it's crazy how you've just put all that stuff into play. Whatever is going to happen in the future for you is going to be amazing. I already know that. Like, I, I, I know that. I don't I don't think there's going to be that. Yeah, it just didn't work out because you're you're vetting. You're doing all the things that you need to do. You're not going to be blindsided. You're not going to be surprised by anything. You're you're literally taking all the steps to get to where you want to be. And now you're just, you know, there's just the details now. Just find find, find the right dude, which is yeah. the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> no, I mean, so the dating landscape in 2022, it's rough. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to the listeners. It's it's really hard, guys. I think people are becoming more and more burnt out on the apps. Uh, I mean, they, they at the height of the pandemic, it was great. Like people were really interested in creating connection. And I think we've all been, you know, isolated for so long. I think people are just ready to get out again, get outside. So I had a question uh, about that, right? Yeah, there was that huge gap where it's like, oh, yeah, nobody is talking to anybody. There's no mm-hmm. physical interactions. There's no hanging out. At least there shouldn't have been. For a lot of you, there was. You disgusting assholes. That's why we're still going through the shit. Anyways, <laughs> so there, there's that point where you kind of reintroduce yourself to the world and you're starting to talk to people. You're starting to hang out a little bit. There's a certain amount of social awkwardness that comes along with not doing that for such a long period of time. Have you had to deal with that while dating now? That like social awkwardness, that connection, it's like, Oh, is this your first time out? Because it kind of seems like that when I'm talking to people now. I, I've heard of that. I have not had to go through that or experience that. Uh, I think for me, because I I am somebody who's fairly easy to talk to, I feel like I make people feel comfortable. And that's really laid the groundwork for me to have like positive interactions with people when I do meet them for the first time, but just give people grace. Just understand right. we've all been, you know, kind of isolated. Just give okay. folks grace. They yes. Grace. Yes. Yes. For the kind people, kind people give other kind people grace. There's a lot of dicks mm-hmm. out there. There's a lot there of are. selfish, self-centered, <laughs> uh, self-focused people out there who don't, really care and those people they kind of drive me crazy like it's it's hard i'm sure you've run into them i try not to it's like you go over there i'll be over here um but yeah grace is is definitely a perfect word for you know after an interaction after an awkward interaction you know it's funny because you're oh i didn't really have that with people maybe you're the awkward one octavia you don't even know it maybe you are so (laughs) awkward that people are like hey so i was talking to this girl right honestly probably i can be kind of awkward i like i try not to think about it in that way but i'm mm-hmm. sure to some people i'm sure i probably can be pretty awkward oh those but, people you know, those aren't I, your people exactly i'm not again i give people grace so i ask that people give me grace when oh, I, I love that i love that yeah. yeah and you you know it's uh you you again i don't know you as deeply as you know uh, uh your your people but i don't see you as a person um who's who allows disrespect no. I, I see you as hey this is just I'm putting out this and this is what I'm taking back. You know, these are my boundaries. I'm sure you have boundaries and you put them up. Am I right with that? Yeah. So that's interesting because that has been something that has been difficult for me 
to maintain. Yep. <laughs> Same. I, so I, again, that's what that whole dating in my 20s experience was about too, was just understanding my own boundaries. Right. Under, understanding how to respect other people's boundaries. Yeah. And uh, sort of finding the balance there uh, with that. But I think I've gotten a lot better as I've gotten older with affirming my boundaries and sticking to those and just it's respecting hard. other people and, and what they feel is comfortable for them too. Yeah, it, you, it's, you it's hard. Be, yeah, it is hard. It's one of the most difficult things for us as well as other people, you know, um, it's, it's also hard because for people who have known us for a long time, people mm -hmm. have known us for a long time. And then we finally hit a point where we're mentally stronger, healthier than we've been. And it's like, oh yeah, all that shit that I used to be able to take in and, and deal with. I don't want to do that anymore because it's not okay. These people are used to you that they're used to throwing this shit at you and you taking it, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the relationship. Now you're breaking that relationship. So it's hard to put up a boundary and be like, hey, I can't have these conversations. Not like this. Because the other yes. side's like, we've been having conversations like this our whole life. Yeah. Which is rough. Boundaries are very difficult. You know, yeah. very difficult. Now, did you learn about boundaries just naturally? Or is it something that you found out through therapy? Definitely through therapy. Yes, Definitely that's therapy. exactly where I, I, I found it. Yeah. I heard it. I heard the word. And then I went to yeah. therapy and I was like, oh, is this what this is? I think they're amazing. I love boundaries. Yes. It's just hard. Because we can only do so much on our end. Exactly. We can only put them up. We have to hope that the other side respects it. Because then when they don't, it's like, well, what do I do now? That's all yeah. I had. That's what I had in my toolkit. I don't really know how to move forward with this. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's 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 strange. But, hey, I have all confidence in the world that you're, you're going to keep your boundaries up. Yeah, I think when you're with someone who you've gotten comfortable with, it's okay to let some of those walls down a little bit. Maybe Agreed. keep your boundaries intact, you know, your personal boundaries or whatever, but some of those walls can come down with the people that you are, the person that you are, you know, becoming more comfortable with that you are safe with. Um, once they show you that they've created a space for you to do that, then that's when those walls can come down a little bit. And I love the way you think, Octavia. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> I, I I think it, it, it's incredible. I think the information that you're giving about dating is is so valuable. You know, it's taken so a long time for me to get here. I've been doing. I was so 2022 marks 10 years for me. This will also be my 10 year stroke anniversary in December. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. And That's so, amazing. Decade yes. of destruction. I, right. <laughs> it's just taken a lot of like trial and error, a lot of therapy, a lot right. of support um, from my family and friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm not perfect. I don't ever claim to be. I've fucked up plenty of times and have, have had to learn lots of tough, hard lessons on the right. way, you know. Um, but all of it has been worth it to become the type of person I am and the type of person that I aspire to be. But it is work. This, this shit yeah. ain't easy. It's not easy yeah. at all. It's look, not. If it was easy, everybody would do it. That Look, mm -hmm. now people will look at you and be like, yeah, but look at how functional you are. And look, at yeah, that didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Look, uh, I get that a lot too. It's like, yeah, but Joe, you're so functional. It's like, yeah, I put in the work every single day. You, you know, and to. it's it's not just the, the the physical worth work. It's not it's the emotional part of recovery, you know, not just recovery, but life. Like mm -hmm. we, we have to put in this work. We, we, we have to we have to figure out what we want. We have to figure out what we can tolerate. 
<laughs> and yeah. at, a, at a certain point, it's like, yeah, this just does not make sense. Like when you were mentioning earlier, hey, makeup is expensive. I don't have a car. I have to spend time on public transportation or an Uber. Again, it has to make sense. Exactly. For me to do these things, you know, and same thing with any of these relationships, any of these friendships, any a job, any of this stuff. It has to make sense for you. It has to be worth it. You can't just just be coming out of pocket spiritually, mentally, and emotionally for anything, anyone, and everything. You can't, you know, you have to figure out what works for you and then find that. And you, it all, it all takes work. It takes work. Going to therapy, that's work. Putting up boundaries, that's work. Trying to, yeah. trying to find the right person, that's work. Yeah. I, and again, I really don't envy you. That's, it just <laughs> seems rough. Yeah, it's, um, it can be it can be very challenging at times and i think a lot of the the problems that we have with dating is that too many people are just they can be a little desperate for connection yes. where they're just throwing shit at the wall just to see what sticks or uh, as mentioned before they have no idea what they're looking for or yeah. well, you know they it's desperate it's you you mentioned desperate Mm -hmm. There are a lot of desperate people, especially in the brain injury community. There mm -hmm. are so many women out there that yeah. don't know their worth. And that's yeah. a problem. I have a friend who she's just starting to date again. And she, she hit me up. She's like, Joe, he hasn't talked to me in two days. And I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, when, when did you meet him? She's like a week ago. I'm like, okay, you guys just met. We went on a date and then it was great. And then he didn't talk to me. For, I was like, okay, well, reach out to him, maybe talk to him, text him, whatever. Maybe he's busy. Maybe he's not. And she's like, and he used to check all of my, this is a weird thing. This is a, this is an internet Instagram thing. He doesn't even look at my stories anymore. I'm like, you can check that. I didn't even yes. know that that was a thing you could check. <laughs> you can. No. And I, and I get that. I, I get that. Um, I was just talking to someone about this the other day in my last relationship. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I loved about that relationship is that he and I knew where each other stood in our relationship with each other. Right. There was clarity there. There was no ambiguity. Um, so I have anxiety and normally in those situations where I don't have clarity, that anxiety mm -hmm. kicks up and it drives me crazy. And I know other women are like this too, but he is somebody who would, like constantly reaffirm me. We would reaffirm each other. Oh, and beautiful. one thing that we started doing is to tell each other when we genuinely felt it, hey, I appreciate you. We would mm -hmm. say that aloud to each other when Love it that. happened, not just to say it, to say it, but when we felt it. And right. so that's something that I'm taking from that relationship and implementing it, not only with the next person I date, well, I am dating someone right now, but with my friends, with my family, just yes. whenever, you know, they do something for me that they didn't have to do, you know, it's like, look, I appreciate you. Thank you. People right. need to hear that. They want to feel appreciated, period. This is what dating is, though. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't always work out. Not everybody meets the, the, the first person they date is the person that they're going to spend the rest of their life with. That doesn't happen all the time. You learn more things about yourself and other people. Mm -hmm. So you took from that past relationship, hey, you took this beautiful part of that relationship, which is saying, hey, I appreciate you. Some some affirming things to say to other people when you feel them. Now your relationships moving forward, they're all going to have that because that's what you learned that you want and need. And I love that. That, yeah. that is so special. That's such a, a beautiful thing. That's, 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 I love that. I love that. You know, you also learn things that you don't want, you know, yes. <laughs> that's, 
that's very important, you know? So yes. like, um, at, at, like with, with my friend in particular at, at a certain point, I said, Hey, he's probably just not that into you. Yeah. And that's okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. Look, uh, any women out there, any guys out there, you know, I don't want to be, I want to be sexist. No, I'm going to be sexist. It's mostly women. That's, let's just be, let's be real. It's an emotional <laughs> thing, you know? Well, he hasn't called me back and he has this, he hasn't that. Look, there's always time or reason, right? Look, if the dude's really busy, yeah, it's really chaotic. There's no excuse when you're not busy to say, hey, I tell everybody, even my friends now, to re- reassure them, hey, reach out to me if you need anything. I'm always here. I'm pretty busy. As soon as I have an opportunity to get back to you, I will. And I do. So any dude out there or any women out there, like, make sure you do that for the other side. And if they don't, that's probably not your person. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. I do that to my friends because I love my friends and my people. Uh, There's a couple of people that I don't do that with because you're not my people. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a dick, but we're just not on that level. You know, it's again, it's all it's all bandwidth. There's a certain amount of bandwidth that I have to save for my people. And if you're dating somebody, that person should want to go out of their way to say hi to you, especially early on. It's called a honeymoon phase for a reason. Everything Mm -hmm. is special. Everything is funny. So I tell people, if you're struggling within the first couple of weeks of dating somebody, that's not going to last. It's not going to get any better. I because also it doesn't a, matter who it doesn't matter how busy someone is. If they're yes. really interested in you, they will find the time. Let me tell you that the the guy that I'm talking to now, he lives on the south end of the city. I live on mm-hmm. the north end of the city. It's between a half hour, 45 minute drive um, up to get me. Right. Um, if he comes during rush hour, he will come pick me up and take me back to his place to hang out or take me out. He will literally drive all the way up here to do that. People who are interested in you, men who are interested in you, women who are interested in you will put in the effort. When people have told me before, when you won't have to question when he likes you, you won't, you'll just know, you'll know. It's so cliche, but it's absolutely true. You will no, that that period. movie came from somewhere. That phrase came from somewhere. He's not that into you. It's it's the truth, and it's okay. Now here, here's the thing: it's not a reflection of you. You have to understand that whoever is mm-hmm. out there, it's not you. Okay, that other person, you're just not for him. That doesn't mean that you should change. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you should change. That's just it. Just means you need to find. Your your people like somebody who appreciates the things that you are, you know, you don't need to adjust to that person. And also that person doesn't need to adjust to you. You just need to find the person that vibes with you. I think it's it's that simple. It's not again, it's not easy. But after a while, after that happens a couple of times, people just get desperate. It's just like, well, I just want that human connection. I just hey, that's what Tinder's for. (laughs) (laughs) or grinder hey you know i'm all about everybody here (laughs) i think being able to find um decentering dating and maybe mm -hmm. finding things that are an interest to you is a good place to start like for example i'm new to chicago there are some activities and uh organizations that I'm interested in. I haven't tapped into quite yet, but I will. I'm planning to. It's just winter time and kind of cold. But like 
if you follow certain accounts on Instagram, you can find the things that you're into. Like I like paint and sip stuff. And so I'm following some paint and sip accounts and planning to go to some events alone because I can and it's okay. Um, and I just find it interesting and uh, like sort of adventurous, so to speak, because I'm still trying to get to, to know the city just to go right. out and do stuff, you know, on my own and yeah. just meet people that way, not with the intention of, oh, I'm going to find, you know, a boyfriend or that whatever. That doesn't work. That it's, does not I'm work. I'm going to have some, I'm going to go and experience something fun that I'm into and doing that like it did for me in the beginning, just kind of prepares you for that experience of so just meeting new people in general and being able to have conversations with them. Right. And, and, and you you're know. leaving yourself open to what happens. I think mm-hmm. people make a mistake. I'm going out and I'm going to find a man tonight. That's mm-hmm. oh, okay. Well, are you, are you, all right. Cover your ears, kids. Are you looking to fuck or are you looking for a relationship, right? If you're looking to fuck, yeah, that's that you can definitely do that. But if you're looking for a partner, if you're looking for, you know, a, a counterpart, that's not how to go about it. You have to go out. Hey, I'm going to go out. I'm going to have a good time. and I'm going to see what happens. That's it. You're mm-hmm. open to it, but you're not going, I am going to find the one tonight. It doesn't work that way because you're going to find the wrong one. You really yeah. are. Like, yeah. I hate to say that. I don't mean to be like the 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 giver of bad news, but it doesn't work that way. A friend of mine is dealing with that right now where she was at a really desperate moment. So she went out with this dude and they kind of connected during the pandemic and it just went south so badly. Like when I say it went bad, it went so bad. I will give you a few details off air. And then she finally hit a point where she thought, I'm done. I can't do it. After like the fifth thing where it was like, how did it take this long? Now I found out that, yeah, yeah, they got back together. And I'm like, I don't understand this. This is where it bothers me that like anybody out there, man or woman, doesn't matter. You are worthy and you have self-worth. Don't settle for anything less than what you want or what you deserve. That's it. That's it's very simple. You know, it doesn't matter how sad or lonely you feel. That is significantly better than, you know, being um, emotionally attacked. Yeah. Some sometimes physically attack. Like that's just it's yeah. unacceptable. You have to make sure that like just like Octavia's been doing, you have to find out who you are. You have to be the best version of yourself. And in turn, the best versions of other people you're gonna find. They're gonna They're find gonna you too. To you. They're gonna come to you because people are attracted to that energy. Period. Isn't isn't it crazy? It, I and I, I found this pretty crazy. I, I've seen people get caught up in a negative spiral, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you just, I'm in a bad place and you stub your toe. Like, oh, shit, I hurt my toe. Then you break your phone. Oh, damn it. I broke my phone. You get a phone. Oh, it's a bad phone call. Yeah. You're in a negative spiral, right? On the flip side, I've seen people get caught up in a positive spiral. Oh man, I just found 20 bucks, right? <laughs> I got the best phone call. Wow. I just cracked my back and I feel amazing. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. You kind of, what you feel is what you surround yourself with. So once I be- started becoming more and more mentally healthy, Mm-hmm. I noticed the people that are around me, wow, you are just as mentally healthy as me. You are in the right same energy as I am, you know? The yeah. the the people that I'm vibing with now are the people who are like, hey, I, I want to be better. I I don't want to, you know, be a, a victim of my upbringing. I want to cha- I want to break that cycle and I want to be better. So that's that's what I, I've noticed. So you know. <laughs> Be better for yourself and other better people are going to find you. You're going to be attracted and more attractive to these people. Exactly. I think um, 
also having a, a really good support system is necessary. I, I, I think back to my time in Seattle and I made some of the best friendships I've ever made in my adult life. And having those women around me to like kind of help me shoulder maybe a little bit of the rejection I would get. Um, it's easier to land on a pillow than to land on the ground. It's softer, right? And Love so that. they helped right. with that. We would like, we would wax poetic about you know our dating experiences, and it was it was good to have other people around who have maybe gone through similar experiences, and who would sort of like keep me, um, sort of support me and keep me on my on my toes and in a, a good positive space me to, to push forward and know that you know maybe that person not maybe but that person clearly wasn't the person for me or this situation doesn't really align with who I am so there's no reason right. for me to continue to entertain that you know I, I love having I loved having those women around me um, during that time it's just right. really good to have people who care about you and who know you around you now putting in the mental work with yourself not just for dating but for friendships, it's changed mm -hmm. friendships as well. And now I'm sure you have the best versions of the friends that you've ever had because you're in a much better place. Now, those friends, do they check you when you're doing something strange in your dating life? Yeah, they have, Good. and I appreciate them for it. And I do the same for them. Like, it's a two-way street, guys. Like, I, you know, I really value, especially my women friendships. They're, they're very, very important to those those women are everything to me so it's them and my sister my sister is like my best friend she knows all of my dating ins and outs and will not be afraid to let me know you know what you're kind of fucking up right now <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> yes i can't i can't rock with you she'll be like you know what i love you but you're wrong in this situation. So right. you need those I need that. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want yes men or women around me. You you have to have the people to tell you the things that you don't want to hear, but for mm -hmm. your benefit, you know, like, hey, if you do this, this is this seems good right now. This is going to fuck mm -hmm. you up long term. You know what I mean? It's like it's like <laughs> I'm sure heroin feels great <laughs> for a fleeting few moments <laughs> but then afterwards your teeth fall out you shut on walls it's just bad news somebody has to tell you hey put down the heroin grab a joint you know it's probably a much better decision um i i love that you have those people around you and you mentioned that like you know you love the women around you so do i it, it's it's crazy all of my friends are women all of them <laughs> i have like my close dude friends but we're 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 dudes we don't talk about things yeah. and especially yeah. like in the brain injury community most guys don't want to talk about anything you know it's it's like you put up that wall and again i was raised by all women so i'm much more comfortable in talking to women which is always really weird so i found my counterpart because felice is like I, like i talked to nothing but women there's like no jealousy there because she's like yeah this i'm i'm they're not taking you also have you seen my significant other i am batting <laughs> well out of my league well out of my league i am very well aware um, but yeah, I, I love the fact that both of us have our people to kind of guide us in the directions that we kind of need to go. Yeah. You know, we have to be able to not only have these hard conversations with our friends, we also have to be able to take in these conversations when they're having it with us. Yeah. That takes work. That it takes self-work. That's, that's a part of the self-work thing that I've been doing since my 20s, right? Because, you know... 
you, I have a, a certain kind of self-awareness about myself where I know where I might be making mistakes Mm-hmm. And I appreciate when people can point that out. People that are close to me can point that right. out. Respectfully. You know? Respectfully. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I I value that in my friendships and even in some family members. It's like, please keep me in check when, when things are going, you know, a little bit awry, you know, right. if you can pull yeah. me in a little bit, that'd be great. I mean, but I am, you know, responsible for my, myself. I'm an adult, right. but you know, from time to time, I might it, need someone to like pull me to the side and be like, "Hey, right? Look, we, we're doing? all part of this community, right? Now, of uh, uh, friend, friendships, family ships, partnerships, like it, it all, it's all one and the same. So, as much work as you put in for yourself, you're also putting that work in for yourself for the bigger picture. Are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for a community and support? Well, the Neuro Nerds are here to help. Join our hashtag #UsoRock Facebook group at facebook.com/groups/UsoRock to connect with other survivors like you. Plus, read other inspirational brain injury survivor stories on Joe's blog at joesorocks.com/UsoRock, and submit your stories there as well. We want to hear them. And remember, you, you so, so rock. rock. <laughs> You're putting it in so you have better relationships with your family. So you have better relationships with your friends and the people that you're dating. It all it's all synergistic. Like it yes. all works together. It's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's all connected. And it all starts with you. Like you have to make sure you're in the best possible um uh, be the best possible version of yourself and then all this other stuff is going to fall into place. It really will, you know? Yeah. You you are look, this is a thing I struggle with too. And and Felice has told me this several times over the past like forty eight hours because I've having like, you know, depression kicks in. That's a mm-hmm. motherfucker. Like it really is, you know? And she she says over and over, you're like, you're worthy. And mm-hmm. and that's hard to feel sometimes. You know, it really is. Especially I'm assuming when you're single and struggling sometimes, you just don't feel worthy. You're like, yeah, Well, yeah, absolutely. why would anybody want want this? You know, why would anybody have brain injury? You know, I I'm I'm by myself, I'm sad. I'm like Look, you're you're all worthy. Every single one of you guys out there, you you are. You know, you just have to make sure that you're a kind person. You have to yes. make sure that you put in the work, like you do. You know, and it's all gonna work out. I promise you, it's all gonna work out. Like I I I I really do. It might not feel like it. It might sound not sound like it, but it's all gonna work out. You know, some people get like stuck in certain things. Yeah, but I I I want that person. I want that person. I, yeah, but. If you're happy and you put in the self-work with yourself, mm-hmm. you're happy enough with you and your life. You don't really need anyone else. When that happens, it's okay. But if it doesn't, you're still happy and content and living yeah. and loving life. So what does it really matter? It's kind of that thing like you you have to be it before you live it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So that, that's that's where I think we, we, we should all be. Uh, Octavia, this has been a fascinating conversation. Like it's been yeah. actually pretty, pretty <laughs> spectacular. I, I am... I'm a huge fan of yours. I am. Um, uh, be- before we get out of here, uh, how's your writing going? Because I don't want to keep beating my dog. Right. <laughs> it's going. <laughs> it's that. So for the listeners who don't know, I'm writing a book about my experience. It's a memoir. So with memoirs, it's not an autobiography. It's not my life story. A memoir is just a, a section of time or a snapshot in time in your life. And so the story starts with my stroke when I turn um, 25 and it ends when I turn 30. So, you know, it's a process. Writing is a process. 
with the injury, it makes me, I write slower than I used to. Right now, I am trying to finish up a book proposal so that I can um, look for representation soon. I would like to get an agent. We'll see what happens with that. So hopefully, you know, I can wrap that up shortly and send send my proposal out for um, representation. So hey, let, let me let me put put you in in touch with some of my book people, and maybe they can uh, guide you in the right way. Because you know, several uh, of us survivors uh, have put out books. Um, Mimi uh, put out her book. Timee mm-hmm. just put out his book recently. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, there, there's a Kavita in overseas in in London. She put out, out her book. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited for this journey. So when I say beat my dog, that came because Octavia was, uh, <laughs> she, she was not struggling to write every day, but I'm like, hey, you got to write every day, and to keep you motivated, every day you don't write, I'm gonna beat my dog. <laughs> I know, I know, it sounds dark, but I'm like, I never, I love my dog. You guys know I love my dog. Um, so I would send literally a picture of my dog and my fists in front of my dog. I'm like, you better write today. You know, I do that because I love my people. <laughs> I yeah, threaten, right. threaten right. violence on my amazing dog <laughs> to make sure that another survivor writes and, <laughs> and is the best version of herself. <laughs> right. I So I work in tech marketing and I do a lot of writing for work. And so a lot of the times I'm just exhausted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I am going to get back to... Um, doing interviews with survivors on my blog, nomadiccaffeine.com, where I talk that's, to... That's how we met. Right, 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 <laughs> where I talk to um, young survivors and, and how they're living and thriving in their careers and lives post-stroke. So that's something that I'm going to get back to in 2022. Had to take a little bit of a hiatus with everything mm-hmm. going on and moving and what have you, but we're going to get back at it shortly. Yes, I'm excited for that. So definitely check that out. And um, the where would they find Nomadic Caffeine? At nomadiccaffeine.com. Or you can com. follow me on Instagram at CB Kelly. I'm always on there just with the nonsense and the stories. I give people <laughs> all of the fun stuff in the stories. <laughs> so that that's that, that is that leads into uh, where I give out all of our socials. That's where you can find Octavia. All of those uh, links will be in the show notes. If you want to follow me, actually, you know what? She's not here, but if you want to try to attempt to follow my tiny ass-kicking co-host, Lauren, you could follow her at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. You can reach out to me at Joso Rocks on all the socials. Reach out to us at the Neuro Nerds everywhere. Octavia, um, I, I sincerely mean this. You're one of my favorite people. I love following your journey. I really, when I said earlier, I was like, there's something about you. Like, if you walk into a room, there's a presence about you. And I mean that. Like, I, I really do. I know you, you, you've already done and you'll continue to do amazing things but i'm really looking forward to seeing what you do not just for the community but for the world moving forward sincerely oh, i mean it. i'd love to have you back on the the podcast too because i love this I, don't, I think there's a lot more where we can go yeah, a lot yeah. <laughs> so so much more so i definitely love to do a, a part two for this it's really important you've given some valuable um information to the community the self-work is so important i love that i appreciate everything that you've done everybody out there remember it starts with you. You've got to put in the work before you start dating and finding that that man or woman of your dreams. You have to date yourself. You have to you you have to be the person of your dreams before you find the person of your dreams. So, on that soppy dating note, this neuro nerd is out. Awesome! That was awesome, Octavia. That was great. Yeah, it was that, fun. That was a fucking great conversation. Yeah, right. <laughs>
If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the NeuroNerds on the Apple Podcast app today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.